The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is James Sasso of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. It's been a while since we last spoke, and this time I have even more things to share with you. The world is in a pretty crazy state right now if you're looking through the eyes of the world. There are riots in the streets, there are protests, there is a world pandemic, a lot of upheavals and chaos all around the world. And yet, despite all of that, we need to always remember who it is that is on the throne and who it is that is in charge. Now is definitely a time where we need to start relying more on God and looking through his eyes. And that leads us into our topic for today. Today, we're going to be talking about intercession, intercession prayer, and its importance for us. As prophets, apostles, and sons of God, it is our duty to intercede on behalf of the nation and on behalf of the world, and to be led by the Holy Spirit in doing so. So, today, I have another clip for you. This one, I was asked to share, was from this past Sunday evening service where Pastor Joshua Sasso goes into this topic. So, let's get right into it. A lot of times, part of our training, especially in the prophetic, is you're going to be doing a lot of intercession in the quiet place, away from prying eyes, before you ever get to being in front of people, even if it ever happens. And it's interesting because the prophets of the Lord, especially the most powerful and anointed prophets, they were always the most humble in the scriptures. Moses, who spoke to God face to face, right? The scripture says he was the most humble man on earth. So understand, the first thing that you see is, one, first of all, you always obey the instructions of the Lord. But if you're seeing something in the spiritual realm, you need to intercede on behalf of what's happening. And understand, for a lot of those that operate in the prophetic, it's frustrating because they start to see things in the spiritual realm and they kind of feel isolated because nobody else sees what they see. Nobody else discerns, at least to their knowledge, what they're discerning. And they feel kind of isolated or frustrated because who are they supposed to talk to? Who am I supposed to unload on? Well, one, if you're feeling that, the first thing is you can always go to God and unload any of your cares. And I just remember, because I know I've been there, I felt frustrated. And when God starts to reveal things to you, it's not always something for you to talk about. So sometimes the prophetic gift can be lonely. Sometimes it can feel lonely because you don't have a lot of friends that you can just talk to. Sometimes you are interceding on something that's very heavy that nobody else knows about. And you're fasting, you're praying, you're trying to break through on behalf of other people who don't even know. They don't even know that you're interceding on behalf. Did the people of Jerusalem know that Ezekiel had to lay on his side for a year and a half? No, they didn't. But we do not serve for the recognition of men. 
right? Ezekiel was building up treasures in heaven. So understand if you feel like you're operating in the prophetic and you feel like, man, I feel like I have nobody to talk to about this. Understand, you know, the prophets of old, they probably felt the same way. But always go first to God, okay? If you can't talk to somebody else, you can always talk to God. But there's an interesting process of maturing for those that operate in the prophetic because when somebody's immature, say a young child, especially, you know, a young child, everything's about you, right? It's all about me, especially a baby. When a baby's hungry, they're going to cry. When a baby's tired, they're going to cry. When a baby's thirsty, they're going to cry, right? They don't know any better. They just know I feel uncomfortable and I want somebody to fix it. That's all they know. And understand, in the spiritual realm, our maturation is about the same. Because a young Christian, all of their prayers are kind of focused around their desires. They're focused on their desires, their needs. God, you know, where's my husband, Lord? God, how am I going to pay for these bills, Lord? My needs, my desires. And that's the focus. But as you reach maturity in the body of Christ, especially in the prophetic, suddenly all of your prayers, they stop being about yourself. Suddenly you're praying for the nations. Suddenly you're interceding for other people and you're taking care of other people. And so understand a lot of people in the body of Christ have still not moved past their desires and their needs. They're still self-focused. I mean, think about the majority of your prayer life. What do you spend the most of your time praying about? Is it for your own desires and your needs? Then it means that you still have maturing to do. It means that you still have some growing to do. We all have growing to do. That's fine. But it's important for us to recognize how long am I going to stay at this stage of immaturity in my spiritual walk? Because understand, Jesus told us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things are going to be added to you anyway. He's got that husband lined up for you. He's got that house lined up for you. He's got your bills taken care of. He said, if even the lilies of the field, if I dress them and I feed all the animals, so much more for us. But that's part of the maturing process. And sometimes when you're easing into the prophetic gift, God will tell you a lot of cool things, right? I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to bring you to this. I'm going to show you this or that, right? And it's all about you and it feels nice, right? But then as you mature, then suddenly it's like, well, this is what's going on in Washington, D.C. This is what's going on in Iran. And then you start thinking, well, God, what happened about all this other stuff? You're focusing so much time on me. I kind of want to do that. But that's part of the maturing process. Because understand, you look in the scriptures, how many of those prophets spent their time prophesying about and praying about their desires and needs? None of them. It was all about the nation of Israel, the people of God, God's will on the earth. And if you're going to step into the prophetic, we have to reach that level of maturity. So let's continue on the topic of intercession. Because sometimes you will find yourself interceding on behalf of people who don't even like you. And that's not fun. But you have to love them despite themselves because we have to see them the way God sees them. God wants to see them saved. God wants to see them in his perfect will. And I'm going to bring us back to Numbers chapter 14. And this is after Moses had sent these spies to go into the land of Canaan to investigate. Okay, and the spies came back and they're like, yeah, there's milk and honey. 
right? Like, yeah, it's a fertile ground, like God said, but there's giants there and we don't want to fight them. <laughs> we don't want to go up against them. And so these people started spreading a bad report. They started saying, if we go in there and wage war on them, we're all going to die. We should get a leader and we should go back to Egypt. That was their plan. And it says that actually there was a lot of resentment building up in the people of God, in the Israeli people. So Numbers chapter 14, starting with verse 10, it said, but the whole assembly talked about stoning them. And them, in this case, was Joshua, Caleb, Moses, and Aaron. So the whole assembly, they got to the point, you know, we're going to stone them and we're going to go back to Egypt. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. But I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. So God came in. He's like, I'm going to wipe them out, Moses. I'm going to wipe them out. Verse 13, Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear about it. Right? Think about your reputation, God. By your power, you have brought these people up from among them. And they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. That they have already heard about you, Lord. That you, Lord, are with these people and that they have seen you face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you will go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard about this report will say, the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness." So Moses was saying, God, this is going to be really bad for your reputation. And it's interesting because basically Moses was interceding on their behalf, even though these were the very people that were plotting to kill him. They were plotting to stone him. And he still interceded on their behalf. So you have to understand when you see into the spiritual realm, sometimes you're going to be interceding on behalf of people that don't like you. Sometimes you're going to be interceding on behalf of people that wish death upon you. So let's now go to Genesis chapter 18. In Genesis 18, starting with verse 16, and now in this case, Abraham was visited by three men, and we know that these men were like angels of the Lord. And it said in verse 16, when the men got up to leave, they looked towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, right? So this is God speaking. And what did the scripture tell us, right? He doesn't do anything on earth without first revealing it to the prophets. So God is saying, look, I'm not going to hide this from you. So I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin is so grievous, that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know." Then the men turned away and went towards Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. 
Then Abraham approached and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked. Okay, he's lecturing God who's about to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know the story basically. So Abraham says, he's like, well, if there's 50 righteous, are you going to destroy it? And the Lord says, okay, I will not destroy it for the sake of 50. And then he goes down, okay, and he gets a little bit more confident, right? And he reduces the number a little bit. Then he reduces a little bit more. And eventually Abraham, in verse 32, after asking several times, he said, then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak once more. What if only 10 righteous people can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10 I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. So here we see Abraham was interceding on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, which the scripture tells us were an exceedingly wicked people, exceedingly unrighteous. And Abraham said, look, Lot is there among them. What if there's some righteous people? Abraham was interceding on their behalf despite themselves. So understand When the Lord reveals something to you in the spiritual realm, okay? When the Lord reveals something to you in the spiritual realm, many times you will be tasked to intercede on their behalf. I'm praying about what's going on in the United States. God is revealing to me things that are happening in the United States. And I find myself at times feeling very frustrated, seeing what's happening in the spiritual realm, seeing what's going on the depth of the wickedness that is being unearthed in this nation and the anger, contempt, resentment that has been built up. There are spiritual forces at work and it's like, it's very easy to see what's happening and get really angry. It's very easy to see what's happening and get very frustrated, right? You see what's going on with this autonomous zone in Seattle where some people took over several blocks of a city and decided they're not going to let any police enter. They're going to create their own fake state where they rule it by their own hand. There's all this looting and all this rioting that's going on, right? It's very easy to get angry about what's going on. And I was just praying because there's deep-rooted spiritual issues there that the body of Christ needs to address. But when I was in the gym and I was working out, I was really frustrated because there's a lot of people that are working to breed dissension and division in this nation, okay? And that's what's really going on. There's a lot of forces at work that they dress it up in all kinds of political movements and all kind of dressing things up in the media. But at the root of it is that there are forces in this nation that want to divide Americans from one another that really want to destabilize this nation and see it crumble. Because understand, it's the same kind of spiritual forces that led to Mao's Great Leap Forward. It's the same kind of spiritual forces that led to the Soviet Union and all the death. The same kind of spiritual forces that led to even the Nazi regime in Germany. Okay, It's got different names. It's got different pictures. But it all started with breeding resentment, within the people, dividing people amongst themselves, okay? And then you pit them against one another. And there's spiritual forces in this nation that are seeking to divide the people of God. And a lot in the body of Christ, some are falling into it, and some need to continue to pray like they've been doing. 
And so I was feeling really frustrated. I remember I was going through my workout, and then I was getting in the shower, and the Lord spoke to me when I was sitting in their shower, right? He couldn't have picked a more decent time to do it. But I was there showering, and he said, it's your responsibility to intercede regarding these situations. In the prophetic, in the office of a prophetic, when you're operating in the prophetic, it is your responsibility to intercede on behalf of the things that I show you. So the things that God reveals to you, sometimes he'll tell you to share it. Other times he won't. But regardless of whether he tells you to share it or whether you can't share it, it's your responsibility to intercede because he didn't just show it to you so that you have some secret knowledge, right? This is what's important to know. He doesn't reveal something to you just so that you have this secret knowledge. He's revealing it to you because he's giving you something to take as your dominion. Okay, God, this is my responsibility. I'm going to pray over this. I'm going to intercede over this. I'm going to take control of this. And the people that are rioting, the people that are causing all this mayhem, they don't know who I am. Some of them, if they met me, they might not like me. Some of them might even be wishing death on me. It doesn't matter because you intercede on behalf of what God reveals to you. So understand, the body of Christ has to take responsibility for what God has shown you. Anything God has shown you, you take responsibility over it, you take ownership over it, because God is actually giving you an opportunity to make a change in that situation. You know, we say all the time, I believe in the power of prayer. I mean, do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you believe in the power of intercession? Then put it into action. Because if you believe in the power of prayer and intercession, then when you start to see things happening in the spiritual realm, you immediately go into prayer and intercession. You immediately go into that mode. And this is part of our role as prophets and apostles. Because the scripture tells us God would desire that all men would prophesy. So to each of us, we're going to be given some responsibility, okay? If we open up and we allow our hearts to become open to God and the move of God, he'll show you something, and that means, okay, God's training me to take ownership of this little thing. You take responsibility over that, then he can trust you with more. And that's where we'll end our clip today. So with this, we can get a very good look at the power and the purpose of intercession. Now we, as believers in Christ, as well as called prophets and apostles, need to remember that intercession is something that is our duty. It is our duty to intercede on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our political leaders, on behalf of the people around us, and on behalf of anything else that the Lord leads us to intercede for. A lot of times when it comes to Christians, they tend to pray on a more personal matter. They pray for themselves, the things they want, the things in their close proximity. But that's not always the case of what God wants us to pray for. Sometimes he calls us to intercede for something else. Maybe it's your city. Maybe someone you weren't thinking about at the time, and God says, hey, you need to intercede on this guy's behalf because they're going through something right now. It comes back to understanding the heart of God. When we fully understand the heart of God, we can be led by him on what to intercede for. Moses understood the heart of God, and despite the Israelites wanting to kill him and go back to Egypt, and God saying, in my translation, I am done with these people, 
I'm going to start over and start a new nation through you, Moses. Moses interceded on behalf of the Israelites and calmed the anger of God. And because of that, the Israelites lived and eventually they made it to the promised land. Abraham also knew the heart of God when he tried to intercede on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah as he continually tried to give them a better and better chance of them not being wiped off the map, going from 50 possible righteous men to even 10, to where God would spare Sodom and Gomorrah, even if there were just 10 righteous people. Because Abraham knew that God didn't want to, but he had to because of the sin in Sodom and Gomorrah. In the same way, we need to be mindful and sensitive to the leading in the heart of God in our everyday lives, especially what's happening in the world right now. There's so much chaos. There's so much conflict. There's so many things being rooted and uprooted and exposed for the world to see that now is the time for us to look past the flesh, look past our own personal feelings, and be sensitive to the leading of God so that he can show us what the issue is that we need to pray for. I mean, as is, we already need to be praying for our president and for our elected officials, as Pastor Chris has made very clear. We should be praying on that regardless of our own political leading that they make the right choice. But with everything going on right now, you may not know what's actually happening, but God will give you that leading of, hey, you need to pray for this right now. And as we do that, it will help make our nation a better place. It will help move our nation forward in God's leading and move the people that God has called onward. And how do we do this? By having that relationship. Understanding the heart of God comes back to having that strong relationship with Him. As I've talked about many times, we need to focus on our relationship with God. We need to be sensitive and have it to where we put what He wants first. Well, we, instead of going about our own lives, talking about, oh, well, this is what I want to do today, go like, God, what do you want to do today? What do you want me to do today? What can I do? And he will lead us. Because in those moments, he will lead us into intercessory prayer. He will show us what the issue is, and he'll put it on our heart to pray. So let us look past the surface, look past the flesh, and focus not on what's going on in the world right now, but on what God wants us to pray for. Because the media is throwing out different things, people are throwing out different things all over social media, there's so much anger and hate in the world right now, we need to be able to look past that with the eyes of God and pray on their behalf. So, let us pray. Father God, I thank you that this message will hit home, that your people will get it and they will understand that it is time for us to take a stand and do our duty to pray for those around us, to pray for our nation, to pray for our leaders, God, and to intercede in any aspect that you lead us to, that we will be open and fully reliant, that you give us the eyes and the understanding to where we will not rely on our flesh. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you would like, you can join us in our Sunday services. While we do not offer full seating right now because of the current situation with the coronavirus, we do live stream, and you can join us in our live streams. Our live stream times are at 1030 
a.m. on Sunday morning and 7.30 p.m. on Sunday evening and Wednesday evening. So you can join in our live streams and get some of this message for yourself. Also, if you would like to sow a seed, you can go to our website at SOGMI.org and you can donate there. Every single donation you guys give us helps keep us on the air and get these messages out to you guys. It also goes towards our current expanding live streaming production. We've just gotten new cameras. We've been working on really working to improve the quality of the live stream, the audio, and everything. So we have the best possible stream for you guys to watch. Again, that is at SOGMI.org. So thank you once again for tuning in. This is James Sasso filling in for Pastor Chris. God bless you, and until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www dot s-o-g-m-i dot org